Welcome to OA50, where we'll master mediocrity and find meaning in the dictionary and fight for the respect of dad jokes. Jesus, man! Here we go. All right, welcome to the program. Uh, this episode is going to be short, and uh, it's intended as a primer for our next episode on mindset, which we euphemistically call the mission impossible switch. Because apparently here at OA50, we have movies on our mind. That is, today we are flipping the Matrix switch. And fortunately for our purposes, it won't matter which pill you take, whether it's red or blue, you're going to find in this episode that your perception is the only reality. Wow, that is deep for this early in the morning. But in the immortal words of Henry David Thoreau, It's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. And uh, on a personal level, I truly believe that. I believe that our perception governs our experience, and I think it's a difficult thing on any level, really, to debate that, and we'll talk more about that possibility as we progress in the episode. But before we jump into that wonderful, blissful content, uh, we want to step back and thank all the listeners for what's been an incredibly warm and, quite frankly, very unanticipated reception uh, that we've received just after one week of launching. I mean, think about it. At this point, we've only published one full episode, and that was on the happiness switch, a short Q&A, which covered, <laughs> sort of, the premise of the podcast, and a teaser on our upcoming persuasion series. And that's it in terms of content so far. Yet the reaction and outreach have been extraordinary. And what's even crazier about it was the publication was a soft launch. So we just we just notified a handful of people to participate, namely a few colleagues and clients. And they were instructed not to publicize or share the content because really we, we view this as a beta or test period But just in a matter of days, we had triple-digit downloads from all over the world, really from one side of the U.S. to the other. And uh, I was even even seeing some hits in Brussels. So if you're listening, thank you. That's crazy. That's great. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, But it's truly unbelievable, and we're excited to have you with us on this journey that hasn't even officially kicked off. Um, But the singular purpose of this podcast is to add distinctive value that you can't find anywhere else. But if we learn through this beta process, program isn't adding distinctive value. 
isn't really that diamond in the rough, then we can it. We get rid of it. We, we don't do the podcast and we'll continue focusing on other efforts, including our personal and professional coaching to what we feel are extraordinary clients. And um, But this is for you. So it really is an opportunity if you're listening to provide some feedback and tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to see in terms of content, what matters to you. Uh, and uh, so long as it falls within our expertise or we can do the right research for you and put together solutions that we feel uh, are worthy of being called a switch, then we're glad to do it for you. We're here to help. All that said, let's talk about reality. As social creatures, everything you do is measured and judged by perception. And most ironically, we tend to always place the most value on the perception or view of others, or to be technical about it, our perception of their perception while tending to ignore our own perception. So, put in another way, we are always in a state of judging and conforming to what I consider to be the heavy hands of social norms, cultural conventions, and programmed behaviors so that we act, we eat, speak, even breathe for all you yogis out there in accordance to past and current scripts that we call norms, that we choose sometimes cognitively, consciously, uh, and other times, I would say unconsciously, adopt. And that's not all in vain. That's, that's a worthy decision and a worthy way of being, we'll call it a behavior, because social currency, it's valuable. We need it. And even the non-conformists, right, conform to their perceived recalcitrance, if you will, to what's normal. And by all measures, today's world and social markets, they, they shape our personal brand and often say more than what our mouth does. But I think we also have to appreciate, we have to recognize that the exchange rate for social currency sucks and it heavily restricts your spending power or your ability to enjoy life if it doesn't align with your authentic self. And so irrespective of our social wealth and its impact on the standards for what we call successes, and I talked a little bit about that in the happiness switch, our experience of life is ultimately judged by that autocratic dictator who sits in the seat of our mind, otherwise known as our perception. And it, my friend, bears the throne of our experience and emotions, which really forge our, quote, matrix of life. And... So think about that for a second. There's not a single philosophy, behavioral science, even a religion that is rooted outside the self. So whether it's the good, your happiness, or the bad, your bad habits, the engine is always run on the fuel of your perception. 
And so now whether that's high octane using what I would call the premium of an awakened conscious or the piss from the bottom of a barrel, it's the fuel that ultimately matters in terms of your life experience. And that's a, that's a big thing. But I view it as very, very good news because your mind, no one else's, is the one thing that you hold the most, albeit incomplete, control over. And so although it's often ignored and understated, it's your concepts, your perception that paint the experience from birth until death using this God-given superpower. Which brings us to the switch, your perception. Listen closely and marinate in that for a moment. Your perception, not the perception of others, shapes reality. So even on a scientific or philosophical level, even if it can be argued that your perception is a concept of reality, because it is, right? What's actually happening, which is debatable by all perceptions, that concept of reality may have distinction between people. For your purposes, splitting that hair is irrelevant because your perception governs the experiential, what you get out of life. And so if your mind interprets something as bad, although by any objective measure, the thing is good, you know what it means for you? It's bad. But what it also means is that you, through that very, very beautiful mind of yours, control the experience. And so just like mindset dictates performance, your mind also governs the experience of their performance. And it's your experience as seen and lived through your perception that says, hey man, drop that mic, you killed it. That was awesome. And what's also important about this concept is it's the experience that embeds the memories and perhaps future behaviors for the rest of your life. So irrespective of what others think It's only what you think that rules the experience, even if what you're thinking is in conformity or alignment with social norms or what they're thinking. So let me give an illustration of, I think, that we can all relate to. You see a dude walking through the mall and he's all decked out in Ed Hardy gear from top to bottom. Although I find it curious that they're always walking in a mall he may quite understandably be judged by the masses as looking absolutely ridiculous. But do you think that dude cares? Hell no. In his mind, those bedazzled jeans and plated silver rope necklace are next level statements that are only unappreciated by those unworthy of the lens bestowed by the sartorial gods. Because behind that black 
dyed beard is his immutable frame, i.e. his perception, that controls his reality and the hundreds of mental Polaroids he's taken of himself as being a badass for the rest of his life. But I use that example because how many times have you seen someone acting, dressing, whatever they may be doing, and you're like, Jesus, what the hell? But they own it. And even though you can't relate to it, and you may think it's stupid. If that per- And teenagers are a really good example of this too, right? Stylistically. Just don't get it. But if that person owns it and likes it, truly likes it, that's the construct of their perception. That's all that matters. Those old fudgy adults, they just don't know what the shit is. And the evidence is indisputable around this. If that Ed Hardy dude adopted our perspective or was concerned about our perspective, Ed Hardy would have been out of business, probably never would have been in business, especially if you watch a documentary. I think there's a documentary out or was years ago um, about Ed Hardy, and it's so interesting to juxtapose him and his paintings to that style. Nine day. And I, I would dare say that Harley-Davidson probably would have invest, invested in muffler technology probably decades ago, right? But those folks who live that, quote, life, they, they own it. That's their perception. That's their reality. And quite frankly, that's an enviable thing. And so as much as we might not like the noise that their bikes are producing, it's a... It's a status or cultural perception that they've adopted that means something to them. And every time they crank that bike, that sensation based on that perception is fulfilling. And from a personal perspective, I would have never, ever, and I mean ever, stepped foot on stage to play a gig particularly when I'm daylighting as an attorney, because this poser could only be a rock star if I perceived, tried, and lived being a rock star in my mind. And if you listen to the Q&A episode, you'll, you'll learn a little bit more about that. But the, the short story is, is that I didn't have any background in music, and I was inspired to get on stage because I wanted to hammer around and be a rock star. And I lived it. Like I completely threw on the clothes, and and I don't mean just in a literal way, but very metaphorically, of being a rock star, that mindset. And although I think during that time, it's questionable whether or not we actually produced any good music. Uh, I think it would widely be agreed that when we got on stage, we were very entertaining, for better or worse, because we owned it. I mean, we just thought when we were on stage, we meant to be up there, and it was a perception. And listening to the quality of the sound we're producing, I can't imagine anyone else would 
innately have that perception. Now, they, they might get it after a while, and if we sell it right, but to us, it didn't matter. And so I say all this to bring us to the point that this is a really, really good thing. Ultimately, it means that the locus of control, the steering wheel of experience lies with us. And from a technical perspective, it's, it's also a good thing because we are very poor judges of the perception of others. You will never, ever, ever truly know what others think. So any decisions you make based on others' views alone is simply a perception of another perception, which is completely unreliable and leads to a lifelong trip down the primrose path. That is a terrible journey to an even worse end. And so I think what this tells us is that now that you know that you and no one else hold that lever, that switch to this experiential matrix, we have to pull it down. We have to really use it. And that really ties to, it underpins some of the emotional states that may be desirable, it's a good feeling, or undesirable, bad behavior, undesirable behavior, habits that we want to quash. But ultimately, when we think about cognitive behavioral therapy and some of the tools that exist, it's about how we take a automated, unautomated perception or reaction, a feeling, emotion about something, and unwind that. We reconstruct it. We reframe it because it, it's premised that our perception governs reality in the way we act and behave, right? And so the next episode, Mission Impossible, what we're trying to do with that is give you a tool based on this premise of perception. And in some ways, it may come across as a little outlandish at first based on how we're trying to pitch this. But it really is intended to bring you out of your comfort zone, to tap your inner child and imagination, to enjoy and experiment with life. And you have to look at, you really have to look at it that way. And I think that's why it says it in the show description. We treat life as a lab and look at every day as an experiment on how we can test ourselves and this beautiful experience around us. Put the phone down, break your day, and do something different. And when you think about, the, the happiness switches, Mecca, about staying in motion, engaging, community, and detachment, right? Those are all things that relate to this, this concept. There's some cohesion there, and they all work together. And which brings me to a final point. I think it's, it's worth mentioning here, but if you want to flip it off, you can because it doesn't really have to do with perception, but but is more about the switches generally. The switches we're offering, although 
they may initially not resonate with you. They're not magic gimmicks to modify you for a short-term high or goal that will, will most certainly leave you hanging if you're using those and in need of another gimmick to get you even further. These are tools that are intended for immediate as best as possible, real application, but for sustainable, positive traction in your life. And so if we use like the, the world of the pickup artist, and if you Google that or look on YouTube, you will see tons of tools. These dudes have broken it down to equations and mentalist stuff that can win the attention of a girl and and do some amazing things, really. Uh, but they do nothing to shape your inner being for that very improbable moment that you actually succeed and get her attention. And so, although I think a lot of those tools actually translate into some good relationship skills and there's a future episode that we've been working on and we're thinking about calling it dad game but it's really intended for men and women who are in relationships on how to look at those tools and think hey how do i reignite this relationship but the point is those those are and i think they're they're accepted as being somewhat of a gimmick or a short-term tool to, as a surrogate for those who can't otherwise either garner the confidence, suppress the fear to get the attention or communicate with women. And so, but I say all that because switches are not intended with that type of model. The model for a switch is to look at you very deeply, look at all of us very deeply, find something with as best as possible universal application and really make some meaningful change. And look, if you want to bring those short-term tools, like from the pickup artist world, whatever it may be, they're completely compatible with that. And I think those have value in the right, right context. And in fact, there is a, well, I'm on it. There's a really, really good podcast uh, called the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The host is Mark Singh. And um, although it's intended largely for single males, and he does, based on what I've heard, some fabulous coaching, um, he does a great job of presenting some of these tools but with some meaningful context and relation to his own experience. And I like that. I think that aligns very well with our philosophy and how we're trying to bring switches. But I wanted to say all that so that you understand that what we're bringing is a switch. It is, it is meant for immediate change, but it should be viewed as a sustainable method for real modification in your life.
because you are already a very complete and perfect person. And this podcast is simply to provide you some pointers to certain areas of that perfection may not be seen or at least used to their potential. And that's all we're doing. So that said, point yourself to the next episode to augment reality with the shape-shifting powers of your perception. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.